You're listening to Skyhawk After Dark Welcome to the Hanky Panky Podcast with your host, Coraline Jewell, a number one international best-selling author, director, porn star, swing club owner, and lifestyle coach. We'll delve into all topics related to the adult industry. Everything from porn, panty selling, custom orders, webcamming, swinging, BDSM community, polyamorous lifestyle, and more. Intrigued? Curious? Coraline is an open book and will share her experiences and knowledge in the world of sex. Let's welcome your host, Coraline Jewell. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Hanky Panky Podcast. I'm your hostess, Coraline Jewell, and I thank you guys for joining me again today. We are rocking and rolling with episodes every single Monday. I've not missed one yet, I'm pretty proud to say. I know there's going to be a point where I'm going to be like, and so I missed last week, and I'm sorry. But we have got some great guests for you guys, and um, we always pre-record. So again, a couple of things that I want you guys to know. If there's anybody out there that is listening and wants to hear an idea or has an idea of a topic for me or someone that you think I should interview or you have a story, please reach out to me. You can reach out to me through my website directly. It's Coraline C. O-R-A-L-Y-N, Jewel, J-E-W-E-L.com. And then there you guys can see that I've got my coaching options. I've got my content. I've got my podcasts. I've got my blogs, um, upcoming events, lifestyle events. We've got a bunch of affiliates that we work with, different event, different locations that you guys can have free memberships on a, a Swingers Lifestyle website. We're working with Kinkly. I'm a writer for them now. I work for Sexpert. I'm a writer for them. And I work now with my guest for today, which is Dating Kinky. And we're going to go into talking about who Dating Kinky is and what they're all about and what I've been doing for them. I did a class for them the other day called, uh, I think it was Lifestyle 101. How about that? And uh, shout outs to, we've got, let's see, we've got Skyhawk After Dark. We're on their network, who is also my producer. Thank you so much for getting me involved in podcasting and then leaving me. No, I'm just kidding. And then also we've got uh, Full Swap Radio, K97 FM Radio. And of course, you guys, we're on Spotify, Anchor, um, gosh, Podchaser, uh, and my YouTube channel. We just reached over 900 followers. So let's keep that going. Get on there. Uh, I started a community over there. So another way that we can all interact there as well. And I'm starting to run some contests like free memberships to my website or win a free Audible book. I am working on my second book. That should be being coming out shortly. Working on my documentary. Uh, let's see, my exciting news. I was with uh, Dr. Susie. I went to, got to, got to, got to uh, I work for Dr. Susie. I'm a therapist for her. And um, I got to actually go to her first opening of her Saturday night show that she does and that was her first one after her pandemic after the pandemic so that was a very interesting experience and they invited me friday what is that we're getting noises on here because they invited me friday night to be um like a special guest at a dinner which is really cool and um i was nominated for xbiz cliff uh, xbiz this looks like a tongue twister for me xbiz milf clip artist best milf cliff artist i don't know why i can't say that it's a tongue twister um so and then i just got asked to do the red carpet interviews at the xrco on may 5th so this will come out and i will already be done with that and then i just got asked to do the presenter on stage after that so Holy cow, things are rocking and rolling and I'm excited and having a great time. And uh, our sponsors, we've got Kink, let's see, we've got uh, Schizo Kitty out in La Quinta. So remember, if you guys go on their website or you go into their store, you just say Hanky, H-A-N-K-I-E, you get a discount. We've got Swim Shear, you go to her website and she's got a bunch of bathing suits and stuff like that. Again, you just enter the code Hanky. If you guys go to the lovehama.com and you enter the code word Jewel, J-E-W-E-L, you get $10 off and free shipping. We've got Smutty Flicks, which is like a Netflix for like fun people. And um, you guys can get 50% savings, lifetime savings if you guys use the code Jewel. And I just had a new affiliate move on or jump on board. And uh, I love them because they're like woman-run company and a bunch of like really cool toys that I've never seen before. You know, I don't want to represent a company where it's like a thousand. No, no offense, Hitachi. I like your wand. Okay, but I want something different and unique and this company's got it. So that's on my website as well. All right, you guys, without further ado, I'm going to introduce you to my guest. This happened to me the other day too. You know, Norton wants to really interrupt my interrupt, like my 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 podcasting. So we're just gonna close them out. I don't understand. They do it every time. All right, you guys, let's get started. Nookie, hello, how are you? Hey, I'm well, thank you. Thank you for taking time to come and join me. I know you're a busy woman. I'm busy, but you're busy too. You're like all over the place. So let me yeah, tell everybody yeah, a little bit. You guys do. I'm gonna tell everybody how I know you. Okay, seriously, Norton. If if anybody from Norton is listening, can you tell them to stop popping up on my screen? Go away. Okay. Um, so Nookie, you guys, I think I I think I may have met Ryan first. Is that how this happened? I can't remember. Yep. Okay. 
Okay, so I was probably looking online for places that I can, you know, contribute my writing to and stuff like that. I found you guys, uh, jumped on board on a call with you, and we decided that let's collaborate. And you guys gave me an opportunity to teach one of your online webinars the other day, which was super, super fun. And um, I had a great time. I was, you know, and we recorded that. And Ryan and I were actually texting this morning because my computer says it's still rendering. And I'm like, nah, I don't think it's still rendering. So like 48 hours, I don't know. <laughs> So That's Ryan's like, time. yeah, he's like, let me go see what's going on. So we've got that. And um, you have an event coming up soon, a virtual event. I actually sent you guys a girl to apply to uh, be one of the classes from the classes. Casey Storm is very much. Um, yeah. So she filled out some stuff and uh, we'll be talking about that. So let's kind of get into who you are. What do you do? Why did you start dating Kinky? And let's just kind of go. So where are you originally from? I was born in Iowa. Iowa. I'm oh, oh oh I've been to Iowa. Yes, I was in where the hell was I? Um okay, I landed, Cedar Rapids. No, I landed in Cedar Rapids and then we drove an hour um in like 20 minutes. It's little. Oh the the uh, that that big college is there, that college where the people um uh they float, the Maharichis. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Gosh, There's Fairfield corn, corn and pigs there. So Fairfield, Iowa. All right. Fairfield, right. I, yeah, I haven't been back for probably two decades. Well, so. next time I go to Iowa, you want to come meet me in Fairfield. There's a Walmart and Motel 8 and a Mexican restaurant. Sounds awesome. Let's do yeah, it. We'll do it. All right. And so you were it's, it's either the starting of a good porn or a bad horror flick. Or is that the other way around? Anyway, I, I don't know, but let's do the horror flick. Let's see what we can do with that. I mean, I was clip artist. I'm voted as clip artist. So let's come up with something really. Oh, my God. You and I could make a movie in the cornfields. Hey, Pat, if you're listening, Herschel Savage, if you're listening, that's you in the cornfield. I'm going to do this. This will be fun. Okay. Um, are you that after Iowa, did you go to college in Iowa? Or did you where did you move to North Carolina? Because I know you live, you live in North Carolina now, which is what, another thing we had in common. So yeah. when did you move there? Um, so in Iowa, I actually left Iowa to go. Uh, I took off at the carnival for a while. And she goes, I took off the carnival. And she keeps going, carnival. Like the, like the carnival, like what we know, the traveling carnival. Okay, what did you do in the carnival? Uh, helped set up and tear down the rides and ran the games. Okay, so I was imagining like the uh, the freak show carnivals with nothing like that. <laughs> no, no, no. No, not, oh. yeah, not like, not quite like that. I, I, I don't have the chops for that. I'm not quite... Maybe that, that, that kind of freaky like, enough. I know that would be an interesting experience. Um, okay, so you but you so you did that and you traveled with them. And how long did you do that for? Well, so I, I did that only for a season and then I got back and then I ended up just sort of popping all over the Midwest and the East Coast and down to Florida and so on and so forth. And I just ended up landing in North Carolina about 20 years ago. So you've been there for 20 years. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I loved North Carolina. I really did. We I lived it there. I loved it. We lived in Raleigh and then um, I graduated from college in Asheville up in the mountains. Mm -hmm. um, and then we moved to Sweden to um, have a baby. And then I said to my ex-husband at the time, pick California or North Carolina, but we got to get my grandparents because I can't do this on my own. So we ended up here. <laughs> Sometimes I wish I would have just stayed in Sweden because it's a beautiful country as well. Um, okay. So growing up with your family, did you have any brothers or sisters? Nope. An only child of two only, only children. Child. Of how many? I was an only child of two only children. So I was the only oh, grandchild. Oh, wow. Okay. And then uh, parents, what was like in your, in your household growing up? Good, good upbringing, good schooling, uh, open-minded family. Okay. Yeah, my parents were swingsters. They were. Okay, good. That's what I was going to say. I read in your bio, you said you grew up in the lifestyle. And then you said something else. And I grew up in the lifestyle, all colors, all right. So, okay. So that's, that's you don't hear that very often. Right. From because like somebody our age, normally we grow up in a very, you know, either the parents are married and it's very you know traditional religious. So your parents were swingers. At what age did you actually know? And what, OK, let's just go there. What, how did you know what a swinger was? What age did you know? So so they're not just swingers. They were swingsters. So they were kinky and swingy. Oh, wow. Um, and I didn't actually find that out until I was an adult. It just felt incredibly natural to me to hang out with, you know, like when, when I was with my parents and they were out with their friends, like we'd spend an entire Saturday going from house to house with a bunch of gay people doing a progressive dinner or, you know, we'd, um, get together with some friends and help like a man dress up for Rocky Horror Picture Show. Or, you know, one of my mom's best friends had a boyfriend and a girlfriend and liked to wear leather. Like this is, this is what I knew. I knew these people as family. 
And so when, like, they didn't sit me down and say, okay, look, we're freaky around here. Right. They so you just, you know, this was, like, this was normal, right? Yeah. It was just normal. Like, they were normal people doing normal things. And then when they had parties, they'd put me to sleep in the bedroom. And <laughs> um, I guess they were ever- freaky. Did you ever have any friends over from school that were like, uh, your your mom's boyfriend's wearing leather or whatever? Like anything like weird like that ever happened? No, no, they were I think they were pretty chill around like the vanilla folk. Okay. Um, there was a time I was walking home from school with one of my girlfriends and she was coming over for dinner. And I mentioned that John and Sam were gonna be over for dinner. And she me, she's like, Are they funny? And I'm like, <laughs> funny, you mean gay (laughs) and she's like yeah I don't think I know any gay people I'm like how do you not know gay people they're everywhere right like it was it was it was just a different level of experience than yeah yeah but But I I mean mean, to me it was to you it was normal yeah and that's good and that's a good thing I mean and even today you know I say this all the time I say you know we're going forward with a lot of different you know we're, we're we're having progress okay with certain things such as like gender identity and stuff like that but we are moving backwards on a lot of stuff too um, with acceptance, sure. especially everything going on with social media and the banning and the, you know, all the stuff that's going on. Um, and my God, I mean, we were talking about the other day how uh, you, certain things that you say on social media, you don't even, you get banned right away or you get put in jail or whatever it may be. Okay. And mm-hmm. it's because a bot, it's a, bo- a bot put you there. It's not even a human being. Mm-hmm. You can't even get it. You can't even get in touch with a human to be like, what the hell did I do? I posted the other day, not the other day now, this has been like three months, but I posted, um, I haven't ice skated professionally in four years. That's all I wrote. I have not ice skated and I got banned. On Facebook, and I'm like, the hell! And to fight anybody, to be like, "Hi, what did I do?" And it's like, we we understand you've used the wrong words, and I'm like, "You're a fucking, you're a robot." Wrong words. Four years. I was so pissed, so pissed. So it's they're going backwards there, but that's interesting at the time. So your girlfriend thought they were funny. Okay, so now um, going back to your childhood, is there any time that you can remember, like? Um, I was gonna say like um something maybe something that you witnessed uh, that you were like even even you as a child were like whoa like that's weird or different. No, I mean not not really. I think um I think as a child I was I was kind of I was very I was very intellectual kid so I was always like sort of in my own head and curious about things. So there wasn't a lot that really you know freaked me out. I was very chill and just. Um, I mean, cool. if anything, I, I I called my my father a couple years ago and I left him a voice message because, you know, he didn't pick up at that moment. And I told him that as I've become an adult and as I spent time with my friends and I've heard about their families and I've spent time around their families, I called him and I thanked him because I was the most dramatic and bizarre one in our family. <laughs> you know, I took off with the carnival hitchhiking, you know, like I did all of these things. And right. They were chill, you know, they just got their freak on sometimes. See, I think that's, I mean, that's, you know, I was talking to, um, I think I was talking to somebody, Dr. Susie's, and they said, well, do your kids know what you do? And I said, they do. And I said, and what I like about that is that we have such, we really can be open and they, I, they're they comfortable to come to me with anything. I mean, they will come to me and say, my, I'll give you an example. My 14 year old called me. I was in Miami. Okay. Don't get mad. Oh, this was a text, you guys. Okay, this is the kind of shit the mother gets for a text. Don't get mad. I just want you to know that there's rumor going around that there's a kid that wants to fight me at lunch at school today. Just so you know, it's not me that's starting it. But if he comes at me, I'm going to do what you taught me. You've trained me to kill and I will kill. And I was like, no, 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 no. So I'm texting back. Please call me. Please call me. Okay. And he's finally (laughs) on the phone with him. And he's like, I'm like, baby, just can you tell me what's going on? And he's like, do not tell dad. Do not tell the school. You put me in an awkward situation. That he's like, this is why I trust you. If you if you if you if you disobey my trust, I'll never talk to you again. What do you do as a mom? You know. So I did finagle my way around to make sure that the school everybody knew. But um, um, that's at least he came to tell me. Otherwise, you know what I mean. Otherwise, they won't. And they talk to me about every, They talk to me about everything, and that's good. And so I encourage that with parents out there. I encourage that you let your kids know that there's somewhere that they can go to talk to you about whatever it is. Don't judge them because um, I've had some people on the show, you know, who um, came out with being, you know, a transsexual or whatever, and their fathers disowned them. And that just breaks my heart because we're people, all people, you know. Okay, so let's see. Okay, so we end up in North Carolina. And then where did you go from there? What did what were you doing for work and how did you get to where you are now? So, um, gosh, uh, how do I get to where I am now? That's the, that's the strange part. Um, so I guess I was, I was just living my life. I was, um, I've always been in some sort of like training or educating work, um, in my life. And, um, 
I was living my life and uh, somebody asked me if I'd be willing to write a book about, you know, my being a dominant and, you know, what I thought dominance was all about and especially focused in on the um, feminine perspective as a dominant. And I, I said, no. And um, ask me again. Wait, wait, you said no. But who, who was this? Who was it that asked you? This, like, was, this was somebody who ran a list for um, men who were interested in chastity. Okay. So, you know, like I was like, oh, you know, I could, but that sounds like a hassle. And he talked, you know, over a couple of months, he talked me into it. And so I wrote the book for him. And then he asked me for another one. And so I wrote another book for him. And then he asked me for another one. And so I wrote another book for him. And, you know, we, we made some money off of that. And I'm like, well, many, I guess I'm kind of good at this. So well, let's talk, keep how many books have you written now? Holy shit. Um, <laughs> 20 some odd maybe like um and that includes that includes like re remixes and like putting them together again and like changing them and so on and so forth but if if, if i go like right now if i go and i look on fet life uh-huh. to give you an idea of my writing i have 1337 writings as of today 1300 wow wow okay did you sell, you know, I want to talk about that. Did you self-publish or, um, or did he help yeah. you or? Okay. I self-published. You know, okay. Cause so I've written one book. I've got my one, you know, and I'm finishing my second and um, kind of like you, same thing. A journalist approached me and said, you have a very interesting story. I was talking to somebody over there cause I was wondering who you were and I think you should write a book. And I was like, oh, that's a great idea. No, thank you. You know, no, thank you. I don't have time to write a book. And sure, same thing. He was like, oh, at the beginning, he's like, I'll write it for you. And I was like, yeah. what? You know, but when I was telling him all the stories and then he was writing it for me two years into the project, he gave it back to me. He says, I don't have time to do this. And I'm like, wait, mister, you're the one who said do this. And then he's like, no, but you should do it. So my book is written halfway from him and then given to me. And then I had to like figure out how to transition to me writing it. So it's interesting because a lot of the, I am actually right. So those of you guys, I'm writing the book as though I'm still Ryan, but it's not, it's actually me. And people are like, I wish you would have come in sooner. And I'm like, eh, I did, but I couldn't like get there fast enough, you know? Um, but yeah. And now I don't know. That's kind of what you said. Like now I love writing. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. it. And I never, well, I always say this. I never thought I would have been a swinger club owner, porn star, podcaster, off, you know what I mean? Book, life coach, whatever. But I love writing. I like how you said you've taken them and put them together. I notice when I write my um, blogs or like an article or just something I'm feeling, I go, God, this 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 needs to be put together in a book with another piece. Have you done that? Have you taken? You said you've taken. Yeah, them all there's, there's been a couple of collections. Um, again, so specifically, uh, a couple of collections focused on femdom um, and the you know sort of essays and short stories and okay. thought processes and that sort of thing. Let's let's, let's kind of go down this road. So, you know, um, and and everybody else knows, you know, I do webcamming. Okay. So what are my specialties? Mommy play, um, you know, mutual, whatever joy, you know, um, you know, I'm, they always say to me, you know, do you feel like being a sub or a dom today? And I mean, in the real world, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a dom. Okay. But in the bedroom, I want to be your sub because I don't want to make any decisions. Okay. But in a webcam show, when I'm, when I am the dominant and they want me to, you know, small penis humiliation and make fun of them, I'm not very mean. And I told you this, Nikki, I said, you're going to teach me because yeah. I go like, this. I go, that's pathetic. You really want me. I should never give that. Are oh, you okay, honey? Did it hurt your feelings? Like at the end, I like don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, you know? <laughs> and that's, so, I know I'm terrible. So when you say, so let me ask you this. Like when you say you're a feminine, do you date men, women, both, or is it irrelevant? Let's start with that. Cause I know um, some people go, oh, then they just only date women. And I go, that's not true. It's not, it's not irrelevant. I am, um, I guess I'm probably hetero flexible. Like, I'm pan, like I'm open to all genders. I tend to form romantic bonds more easily with men. Okay. Um, so, but I have in my circle, like my closest circle, I have two men and two women. So. Okay. And they, so would we, what, what would we describe? Would we say it's polyamorous? Would we say it's, I mean, do they all know about each other? Do they all see each other as well? Yeah, they're, they're all, it's, it's, it's kind of like a weird freaky family. So without the incest, two men, two men, two women, and then you. So there's five of you, but you don't live together, right? I live with, I live with one partner. I live with my male, one of my male partners. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But all five of you interact together, Mm -hmm. like sexually as well. Damn. Yeah. I mean, when the, when the situation. I'm moving to North Carolina. (laughs) 
<laughs> but, but that's cool. That's cool. Because I mean, I, I know a lot of people will say to me, um, oh, so-and-so is femmed up. They, they only like women. And I'm like, I don't think that's true. Now I could be totally wrong. So you're teaching us. So, okay. So when did you realize that that was kind of, maybe I could say your calling or that was your interest. I mean, were you going to like um, BDSM clubs? Were you, you know, how did you get involved in that? You know, I, so I've I'm always terrible. been bossy. <laughs> um. well, I, I, I'm bossy too. I'm, I mean, I, so, I, I'm, so, I'm sorry, Dylan. I'm bossy too. I, my, you know, my, my, my 27 year old assistant, he did this to me at the AVN. He took my cell phone. He goes like this. He goes, I don't know where my phone is. He goes, like this. He goes I'm done. I don't work for you anymore. You are bossy. And he ran away. And I was like, no, Dylan, no, come back. And then he came back and he goes, fuck, okay, I work for you like that. <laughs> I'm, I'm bossy. Sorry. Okay, so like you realized you were bossy. Okay, when did, okay, you got to tell me like when, okay, I don't even know. Like I want to know what the first time you put, put a guy in the chastity. Like I gotta, let's just go there. You know, the chastity <laughs> thing is actually relatively recent for me. Oh, I don't too. really, okay. I don't really focus a lot on chastity. It's not, so um, I started off, When I was 19, I discovered my first uh, fetish club in New York City. I went to the vault and I walked in and after about 10 or 15 minutes, I'm like, these are my people. This is who I grew up with. Like, this is awesome. And um, I thought I was a switch for a long time because, you know, my mom told me I could be anything I wanted to be. And I'm pretty hedonistic. And for a long time, like if you wanted to, and, and also I hung out with a lot of like gay leather men. So if you wanted to bottom, you were a submissive, right? And if you wanted to top, you were a dominant. And I liked both. So I thought, well, I must be a switch. Turns okay. out that's not true. Oh, but, okay. um, my partner uh, and I, we've been together for about eight and a half years now. We started off just dating as kind of like switches and so on and so forth. And I wasn't really doing the switchy thing, but I enjoyed like like you said, you know, you said you're, you're dominant, but in the bedroom, you like to submit because right. you don't want to make decisions. Like to me, that's not necessarily submission. That's just being manhandled. It's enjoying okay. bottoming and the physicality of sexuality and all of its, you know, forms mm-hmm. to me, dominance is the act of taking responsibility for the relationship and another person guiding the relationship emotionally and psychologically. Um, And then what happens in the bedroom can be dominance and submission, but in my case, it's more topping and bottoming. It's fun. If it's fun, I'll do it. Okay. So let's, um, let's explain to them and let's explain to them and me. Okay. So when you say hedonism, give us a definite, what if, if somebody's listening going, okay, well, I've heard the word, but I don't really know like what it means. And then if they called me and said, Hey, Corlin, what is that? I'd be like, I don't know, but let me give you Nookie's information. So what's hedonism? <laughs> so, I don't think I could describe it. Hedonism is the idea that pleasure plays a central role in okay. humanity. Um, so it's, it's psychological or mental motivation um, for human behavior determined by the desires to increase pleasure and decrease pain. So pleasure in the sense of the satisfaction of desires is the highest good and proper aim of human life. Um, now, let Ooh, me this clear. is going deep, you guys. Okay, you ready? Right, let me be clear. This is, this is how I am in the bedroom. I do believe more, like if I were to put a fine point on it, I'm more Epicurean in that I believe that there's a balance between work and pleasure. I believe in earning my pleasure in working for it and, you know, being a productive member of society. But when it comes to the bedroom, it's all about the hedonism. Hedonism. Okay. Um, Wow. Okay. Um, So... A little bit. Let's kind of go down that road a little bit. We're going to you know, do it on the femdom. But, um, you know, when you go, for example, okay, there's people that would come to my lifestyle, my, my lifestyle club. Now, my lifestyle club is, you know, it's, it's swingers. But um, I just finished an article about this talking about, you know, no swingers do not ring a bell at 11 o'clock and say, okay, penis is out, vagina is open. It's orgy time. You know, there's so many different variations. That's what people think. They really do. And, you know, there's so many different variations. You know, your voyeurs, your, um, you know, hot wifing, your um, a cuckold, your, you know, um, you just do hall passes. You guys just want to grow. You want to just watch your exhibitionist. You want to be watched, whatever it may be. Okay. And people always say to me too, like, oh my God, you slept with everybody in here. And I'm like, no, 
like nobody in here because they're my club members, oh, you know? Everyone. Well, except that guy. I haven't slept with that right? guy. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's crazy. So, but we, you, you know, we have people that will come to my events that are more focused on the kink side and the BDSM and they'll bring their whips and their, you know, and they'll do their flogging and stuff on the X or whatever. And, you know, one time one of them, he's six two. I always say, hi, Jamie, when I do this, because he's like, he, like, I was writing like bent over and he like whacked me and I turned around and I like swung at him and he's like, you're crazy. And I'm like, don't do that. I don't like it. Ow. So like, does it always, is it always in that when you're in the hedonism or when you're a femdom, does it, is, it, is there always a little bit of pain involved? Is there always some Ooh. kind of flaw? Oh, so no. doesn't have to be. No, no. Yeah. You see people think that too. And I think they're wrong. No, right. No, okay. No. Good. First good. of all, okay. A, I don't like pain. You do like, or don't give me, I don't like it. Give me pain. Okay. I'm out done. Yeah. You see, I don't like it either. Okay. But I also, so a lot of people think that in order to be a dominant, you have to be a sadist, which means you like to give pain to other people. I'm not a sadist either. I'm not a psychological sadist. I'm not a physical sadist. What I do, and and you and I talked about this a little bit when it came to the humiliation. What I do is I give people pain because it ultimately results in their pleasure. Okay. And so give us an example. So when, you know, like, I mean, we can go as far as, you know, do they, do they want ball busting, kicking them in the balls? Do they? That's too yeah. far for me because That's that to me, okay. I don't know how to do that safely. So I'm not yeah. going to do it. Um, but you know, you mentioned, you mentioned cuckolding and, yes. you know, so for the people out there who are aware of like swinging and cuckolding and hot wifing, I can go down that route because that's one of my kinks. Um, so my partner is a cuckold. And um, okay. we've gone to, to different hotel events, like, you know, like Splash Mocha and that sort of okay. thing. Oh, yeah, I was just there. I'm going to check it. I checked yeah. it out in uh, Miami. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, we're going, we, we just went to Atlanta and we're heading to uh, Houston this year. So, Very cool. but the, the thing about that is that within cuckolding, there is often, not always, but often an element of humiliation. Mm-hmm. Right. So I might say to my partner that this guy's cock is so much bigger than his. It goes along with the small penis humiliation, but it also leads to the fact that my partner is not a fucker. Okay. Um, and that's fine. He knows that I love him for exactly who he is. I will never, ever give him up, given any opportunity to do so. Like, but he enjoys the comparison and knowing that I'm getting pleased by people who can give him things that he can't. So there's humiliation in it because he feels the loss or the lack of being able to give me that, but there's pleasure in it because he enjoys the fact that I'm getting that. Okay. So Mm -hmm. I've done that. Okay. So I've I've done that. I've got someone who like, he wants me to say, you know, um, you know, I wish that you had a BBC like this, but you don't baby. So you can just sit there and watch with your pathetic little penis and I can just watch you jack off while I, you know, have this nice guy. And, and I'm good at that. I can, I can do, I can do that. You know? And he likes that. And in fact, when I don't, when I'm not verbal enough, he gets like, can you be more verbal? And I'm like, okay, you know, but I'm getting better at that. Um, okay. So, so, okay, good. Like I could do that part. Um, So like when you guys are going also like spanking somebody who enjoys being spanked because, you know, while it might hurt them, there's a certain amount like, you know, let's, let's take this to a different, you know, when you've been like, fuck so Mm -hmm. hard that you've got like dick brain, you're completely floaty. There's nothing in your mind anymore. Like all of the endorphins have totally released and you're just spacing, right? That can happen when people get spanked, they can transmute that pain into those endorphins and get that floatiness. And it allows them to release. It allows them to relax. It allows them catharsis. So I can give people quite a lot of pain because that's what they're aiming for. I'm not giving it because I like giving them pain. I'm giving it because this is part of our dynamic and it's a way for me to show them that I care and give them things that they need. Okay, so I like I've been explained to that. So sometimes I would say to like the couples that would come to my parties, I'm like, but he's like hurting you. Like your ass is red. You've got cane marks, and they would explain it to me. The woman would say, "You don't understand. It's like getting to that point of orgasm, and then you mm-hmm. take yourself and your mind, and everything goes into a completely different space." And she, they would say to me, "You know, they go, Carlin, I don't feel it. I really don't." And I'm like, "But there's like almost blood," and they're like, "I don't feel it, and I like it," and I'm like. Wow. And I mean, I'll tell you, like, I have experience, like I'll go to like, you know, I'll say, okay, let me try that. Or let me, you know, or let me let you try this. Uh, the one thing I do like the electrical wand. I really mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Okay. I um, 
I like that a lot. Um, I, I don't like the whipping and the cane. I can't do that. I've tried it. Okay, let's talk about these these guys that. Um, now I know why I'm, I mean, this, tell me if I'm wrong, but the reason I think that a man would go and see a dominatrix, okay, is because he's usually more than likely a businessman out in the real world, always in charge. And this is a chance to let go and be like, again, somebody else makes the decisions. Is that kind of a good, is that right? That, I mean, I, that's definitely one reason. One reason. Some okay. people are going to do it because, um, you know, they don't have time in their lives to create the kind of relationship that wouldn't have to be paid for. Right. Got it. Or maybe they want to try something. They want to like see what it feels like to be on the other side. And they want to hire a professional yes. rather than trying to search around for a party to attend and somebody to befriend and, and so on and so forth. Or it's always possible. And, you know, no judgment here. It's always possible that they're married and their partner is not into this. Right. But they really need to get that need fulfilled. They need to experience that for one reason or another. And it may be that they're submissive throughout their life, but they don't get the chance to really express it. There's so many different facets to it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like when I work for Dr. Susie, you know, we get down, you know, I had a gentleman speak with me last night and he's, uh, was, uh, I think it's like 20 something years married and got out, you know, they divorced and, um, he, so didn't even never had an experience with a man ever and woke went to a bar met a woman woke up in the morning and it was a she-male and he was like but i liked it and i went down that road and had a mistress and his mistress just moved and he's lost without her it's a very it was very interesting and i was like wow like i'm like but you like that world and he's like yeah but i don't know where to find my mistress so i was trying to like help him and then we lost each other either either he came because i did a good job or he was like i don't, I don't want you to lecture me woman and he hung up i don't know what happened to him but um <laughs> But okay, so yeah, so I see that now. Um, okay, so let's see. So yeah, so that's the one thing about being. So let's talk about. So a femdom. We described hedonism right, or hedonistic. So a femdom is it a woman who's in charge all the time? I mean, can, right? Because like, like you, you can't be a femdom and a switch, right? Let's well, go down that sure, right. sure, you could. So, um, so femdom tends to stand for oh, either female oh, wow. dominance. <laughs> either female dominant or okay. feminine dominant, right? Um, okay. And so that just means that in their lives, they take on that role. It doesn't mean that they don't switch ever. Um, okay. It's just an identity. It's like saying you're a swinger. It doesn't mean that you don't ever not swing. It just Correct. means that okay. sometimes you swing, right? Like, like okay. it's one label. Um, I like to use the term women in charge. It tends to represent, you know, people who like to take charge either in the bedroom, in scenes, or in their lives. Okay. Got it. Okay. Uh, you said something and I was going to go down that road and I can't remember. Oh, it'll come to me. You guys know how this is, right? It'll come to you like three o'clock in the morning. I'll be like, Nookie, I know what it was. Okay. Um, so, okay. So let's see. So then let's go. I'm going to talk about the woman in charge event that you've got coming up. But before that, um, okay. So, so now this might make sense. So you're in this world, you're writing. How are you making a living? The writing or is there something else? Because when I want to know when dating kinky started and stuff, but. So I, I was, I was making a living at writing. Um, I've been selling my books on Amazon and directly for quite some time. Okay. Um, and I also had uh, a local venue, a kink venue here with a, a girlfriend of mine for a while. And okay, we ran like, that. like a standstill venue. What would it be like? Um, yeah. Would it be like a dungeon? Would it be like, I'm um, in LA, we used to have um, like, I think we still have the sanctuary and or like something like that. Similar. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, or it might even just be like a swingers club. You know, we had certain rooms for certain things oh. and, you know, the downstairs was sex positive. The two upstairs were kink only, you know, and people would come and spend time doing fun things. Okay. So you were yeah. doing that. I was doing the same thing. Now my, my club is a traveling club. Because California is yeah. just a nightmare to have to cancel anything. Was North Carolina a nightmare? Did, was it legalities that you had to deal with? It, so we ended up, um, the the biggest legality that we ended up having to deal with is once our events got too big, um, we ended up shutting down because we couldn't get insurance high enough um, for the events at uh, on the road that we were on. It was not wide enough for two emergency vehicles to pass oh, side yeah. by side. We're down at the end of a private road. Um, so we ended up closing as a result of that because we were running it as a business, not as like, you know, bring us money in an envelope at our home. 
right? Yeah. So we actually, were, we were actually putting insurance into the place and, you know, emergency exits and that sort of thing. And that was just too much for. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, that, that makes, that makes complete sense. You know, so I was running my, it's a business too. It's an LLC and I've got insurance and stuff, but I do remember that when I combined my event with a kink local club, um, I actually called my insurance company and I said, listen, this is what we're having. You know, it's a hotel takeover. It's pool party, DJ catering, just like I always do. And inside we've got vendors, but they're doing demonstrations. And I remember them asking me, you know, giving them examples of the demonstrations. And I was like, Oh Lord, like how, all right. So we're going to be doing corsets in people's backs with needles. I mean, don't worry about it. They know what they're doing. I'm like, what the hell, you know? So I, I, I was like, well, I'm flogging. I didn't know how to describe that. So, yeah. I mean, that is, hard. it is hard to get insurance for, you know, when you say that kind of stuff, depending, 100%. you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Nice so close down. Yeah. Once that was over, um, I, I kept writing and uh, I had this idea, like I'd been, I'd been on FetLife, which is not a dating site um, since its first year. Um, and I've also start? been, when did I when did, do, you know, do you know when oh FetLife gosh, started? So, I want to say, I know I joined, oh, okay. I joined in 2012. Yeah. So okay. it's, 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 it's been a while, right? We've been around for a while. Okay. <laughs> um, and like, you know, there's, there's, uh, there was alt out there, which is kind of sleazy. Now there was, um, uh, collar space, which has always been sleazy. God, I've never even heard of these. Okay. So those were all yeah. like these kind of like kink dating sites where you could, yeah, yeah. Fetish dating sites. Um, okay. but they, they weren't, they weren't great. You know, they weren't connecting people. They weren't like, and it just, it felt kind of like, you know, Craig's, it was like Craigslist personals only not as like entertaining (laughs) so i figured you know it'd be nice to to create a site specifically for kinky folk and what i wanted to do at the venue one of the things we focused on a lot was education so i wanted to bring education to kinksters wherever they were i've traveled all over the world teaching um i wanted to bring education to kinksters where they were and then connect them and so that's kind of how dating kinky was born love it okay this makes sense now okay so when did you start dating kinky um, so officially, uh, in June of 2020, we launched the web app. We'd already okay. started educating in January. And then June of last year in 2021, we, we launched the um, mobile app. And so hopefully June of this year, we're going to launch the second version of the mobile app, which will actually include more of the education than we have in the current mobile app. Oh, well, then, you know what? It's doing really, really good. I, did, I thought it was around a lot longer. So that's really cool. So you guys, we're going to tell you guys a little bit about this site. So if they go to datingkinky, K-I-N-K-Y dot com, right? Um, they can set up a free profile, and right? You just stop me when I'm wrong. It's a set up a free profile and then it gives them the opportunity to interact with other members and they can watch the Reddit webinars and read the articles and they can come to like what I offered, which was that free webinar. Okay. So they're going to say, well, what's a V, how much is a VIP or what, what if we, what, what don't we get for our free memberships? What, what would they be charged? So the VIP membership is like, so for example, let's say you missed Coraline's um, talk the other day. Um, you just never been to That's right. We record those. Those for 48 those- hours. Those render it because it's really good. Um, We record those for uh, our plus members. So right now, I'm guessing I haven't looked at the numbers recently, but I'm guessing we have over 400 replays on topics like yours was was non-monogamy, but we've got topics on dominance. We've got topics on submission. We've got topics on communication. We've got topics on dating and love and play and all of these different things. So there's this huge library that is um, that. Yeah. Yeah. It's $9.99 a month. It oh, is. Um, yeah, no, it's, 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 you really, offer, really, is there a lifetime? Is there like a lifetime members? Like, no lifetime. Sorry. I think we do not offer a lifetime, but we do offer, there's a 40% discount. If you purchase yearly at 74.99 and That's that gets you access to everything for the full year. Plus all of the books that I've written. Plus oh, wow. it gets you, um, access to the, uh, weekend events, like the one that's coming up plus yeah. the replays for all the previous weekend events. Okay. Holy shit. Okay. You guys, so listen for $74 for an entire year, you can meet other people that are already open-minded and kinksters and kind of involved in the world that you might want to be in. You can learn about it, read the different things, everything from swingers to BDSM. to like you just said, and they can access your books. Are your books when they access those, I'm assuming like a, like a Kindle or like a PDF on the, on got- file. 
Yeah, we've got PDF, EPUB, and Mobi for all of them. So that's Kindle, iBooks, and um, PDF. And then for a couple of them, we actually have audiobooks as well. Okay, and then they can participate in the weekend. Now, the weekend virtual events, you guys, is like what we're going to talk about. But it's like you normally, you know, there's a certain ticket price, which is nothing anyways for the whole entire weekend. And then you get all these different seminar peoples that come in and talk to you and educate you on the different subjects. Like, I will educate you guys on swinging. I will not educate you guys on femdom because we're still not there yet. Although I'm learning. Um, and then I noticed on the site there was something else. Um, oh, crap. Uh, there's something else your site offers that I thought, uh Oh, the ability to chat with other members. How did that, how does that work? Is that only if they are? So it's, if if they're on, if they set up a profile on the dating side, um, it allows you to chat. We actually, the new version of the app that we're testing right now will include audio and video chats as well for our plus members. The website currently offers it, but the mobile app will offer it here, hopefully within the next month or so. And is that going to be compatible with iPhones and Androids? How are we doing on that? Really? Yep. Nice. Nice. Okay. All right. I like it. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about um, this event, this event that's coming up because then then also you might want to tell them like, because this is what I'm getting from people. Oh, so only women can go. And I go, no, would you just listen to Nuki's announcements? And then, so let's explain why is it called? So guys, it's called Women in Charge, but yes, men, please come. And women, please come. So explain what it is. Why. It's, it's FLR Femdom and Women in Charge. Uh, it's at Say Women in Charge. Wait, 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 wait. Say that again. Apple, she's, FLR. She's, oh, FLR. Femdom. Yeah. Got it. Femdom and women in charge. So really it's, big it's many varieties of women taking the lead. Um, okay. And it's at womeninchargeinfo And the way it works is this. It's all about essentially uh, women and femme identifying folks stepping into the dominant role and then the people who love them. So that could be submissives of any gender. It could be switches who of any gender who also really enjoy that feminine energy taking charge. Um, and of course, it's for uh, the feminine dominance, the, the people who identify as a dominant within the feminine role, um, you know, stepping up and taking charge in their relationship, in their um, polycules, in their bedroom. Okay. Whatever. So I've got I've got a listener out there and they're and they're kind of maybe like me a little bit. They're going, I'm not quite sure. Like I want to learn a little bit more about it, or I want to know if maybe I am a femdom, or you know, uh, that's something this is something that would benefit them, right? Because they're gonna give 100%. us some of the give us some of the uh, the instructors or uh, teachers or seminar presenters that you've got lined up and subjects that they're gonna be focusing on. So we've got um right now we've got uh just a ton of interesting people. So Crystal Welch is gonna be talking about ultimate sexual freedom, um, looking primarily like at financial freedom um okay. for women in charge. And then we've got uh, Darren Infinity is gonna be talking about you you mentioned this earlier, chastity. So practical chastity for people with penises, and Darren Infinity is gonna be talking about that. Oh, um, that'll oh, be interesting. Pearl. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These, these, these are like, I'm super excited about this. Oh, Miss Pearl is going to be talking about discovering, cent- centering, and getting your desires met as a dominant woman. Got it. Um, so, you know, how to not just take charge, but how to make sure that you're able to communicate your desires and that you're able to work with uh, your submissive partner to get what you want That's out of it. Set. Right. Um, and I'm going to be educating you guys too, but it's a little bit different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Scarlett's going to do. Scarlett Cuckoldress is going to be doing a panel of women who are focusing in on woman first non-monogamy. So again, that goes back to like the cuckolding and the hot wifing. So the unequal non-monogamous relationships out there that go along with uh, women being dominant. Okay. So um, that would be women. So, I, so let's, let's, let's go back for that. That's women that would be interested in either learning more about it. And now what kind of men do you think that are listening would go, well, maybe I want to listen. Maybe I would want to attend this. This is the, would they mostly be men that are considering trying the submissive stuff or I would, I would say, I would say either mostly. submissives or switches yes, or okay. um, men who are potentially curious about learning more about this. Like, so they may not be as submissive yet. They they may not be as switch yet, but this, this is one of those things that when they think about it, they're like, Hmm, 
hmm. Or maybe they've watched some of that porn online and they want to like find out what it's really like. Because the people who are going to be teaching in this are people who do this every day, who right. live this in life. Like not just as we've got, we've got a couple of pros who are going to be in here talking about, you know, how they do what they do. But mostly these are lifestyle people. These are people who live this day in and day out. They enjoy it. They embody this lifestyle. And I'm going to be doing a six hour workshop on Saturday. Let's, let's go through the timing now. So let's give the dates. Let's do the dates. Um, and how, how long are they online? Uh, I'm I'm assuming they don't have to sit through everything for the whole weekend. No, 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 no. The dates are coming up really soon. So, uh, June 10th through 12th, it's a Friday through a Sunday. And um, we've actually, up until this point, um, been doing little like sort of introductory shows and um, warm ups. So once people get their tickets, they'll actually have access to some replays automatically that have already gone by. Oh, um, audio okay. conversations about femdom, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But the way it'll work is Friday afternoon, Eastern time, uh, we'll kick off the socializing. We have um, a full afternoon of socializing online where people can mix and mingle in our virtual conference center. Holy shit. How fun. Okay. Yeah. It's super fun. And then in the evening, we've got two feature presentations, one after the other. Um, Then Saturday, I'm doing a six hour workshop with two one hour breaks. What time does Saturday start? Uh, give or take, like 10 a.m. in the morning. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And then about six hour, hour breaks. And yeah. while you're doing your six hour, is uh-huh. anybody else doing anything in another virtual area? No. Or anything? Oh, okay. no, we're not overlapping at all on Saturday. So then okay. Saturday evening, there'll be two feature um, presentations. And then Sunday from 10 a.m. until 9.30 p.m., we'll be running one and a half hour segments on the hour. So some of those will overlap with each other. So you're okay. not going to be able to see everything anyway, which is why we're doing replays. And you'll be able to go back over and either watch them on video or listen to them on audio. So, I mean, there have been people who have said, you know, I'm out of town that weekend. And I'm like, buy the ticket if you want it. And then Watch access the replays or pay $74 for the entire year and you access everything. Now we or, talked about yeah. this. You, you and me talked about this with Ryan and I want to talk about Ryan. We'll talk about Ryan a little bit, but um, uh, you and I had talked about how, um, you know, maybe one day you talked about doing these virtual, like not virtually in person. Like, I mean, yeah. you know, I would love, we talked about that. Like the, we've done these, you know, things. Uh, I think, you know, about Nadia and Nalines. I told you about them, like how they do it. To, it's mostly lifestyle, but it's gangsters dues and it's um in person, it's seminars and it's demonstrations. And so is this something you want to move to at some point is we'll start doing the in persons. Yeah. I mean, I, I actually travel and teach quite a bit in person anyway for other people's events. Yeah. I so do yeah, too. <laughs> at some point I'd really like to do, you know, something like this that brings people together from all across the country or all around the world for sure. On your page, would you notice, is it more, I'm just curious, is it more men that have signed up or more women have signed up? What do you think? I mean, I, I'm seeing more men because I'm, I'm on there. My profile's on there. Right. But is, is it most yeah, of so, it is it, it's interesting because the numbers themselves yeah. are actually not terribly uneven. Okay. I would say it's probably about um 57% masculine identified, and then it's 43% non-masculine. So that could be women, it could be gender fluid, gender queer, it could be trans folks, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but the male identified, uh, masculine identified folks is about 55%. I never actually thought about this, but now that I think about this, and I don't know if I'm right or wrong, but I think that men are more interested just in general to experience things sexuality, sexually and, you know, stuff like that, where I think women, maybe some are still standoffish and okay, no, I was raised that that's not okay or whatever. It's interesting. I don't know. I don't actually find that to be the case. Yeah, I don't know. Um, If we look at the numbers, what we actually see is we have about equal, if you look at, you know, just men and just women, we have about equal men and women joining the challenge. And this is part of the education aspect of it. The challenge is, is that what will happen is when a woman joins, a lot of men will jump right on and immediately send really rude 
messages and we try to get them out of there as quickly as possible, but it drives women away. So we have to keep focusing on educating people on how to behave with one another. Would you like to hear what I I woke up to this morning? I think I'll read this to everybody. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I be- I know exactly what you woke up to this morning because I wake up to it every freaking day. It's insane. I got this one. I know. I got this one. This is on my website from gonorrhea. Okay. You're a whore at gmail.com. Fuck mm-hmm. you, old cunt. I want to work in the industry is the department he chose. You're a worthless piece of shit. Phone number 696969. I was like, and good morning to you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that is exactly what I'm talking about. So what I have found actually, if with the women that I talk to, um, the women that I know in real life who actually do this, Mm -hmm. there are a lot of women who are incredibly frustrated that we cannot meet the men who will fulfill our kinky fantasies and who will enjoy sex with us without being shaming, without looking at us as sexual objects, but mm-hmm. as humans who also enjoy all of this kinky fuckery. Um, and like, I also run a local group specifically for the RDU Triangle region of North Carolina. Um, it's called the, the Raleigh Mingler. Okay. And it's an in-person a group and a discord where we actually bring kinksters in who are interested in meeting other kinksters. Okay, and like, with um, that, like a meet and greet or where will you, where, where would you guys Like meet? a speed dating for kinksters. Fun, okay, cool. Yeah. Okay. And we hold them at different um, like uh, bars and local spots around the area. Raleigh Mingler. Raleigh Mingler. Yeah. How would somebody, how would, if I got somebody listening in North Carolina, how would they find you? Just what would they type in? Would they go um, to if Dane? they go into FetLife and go to, um, they find me at Nookie Notes, N-O-O-K-I-E-N-O-T-E-S. Okay, and I'm going to put that down in the profiles. Okay, so Nookie, yeah. N-O-O-K-I-E, Notes, you guys, N-O-T-E-S. That's FetLife. Yep. You'll be able to find the Raleigh Minglers. That's the group in person. Datingkinky.com is the website where you guys can set up a free profile. And if you guys pay $74, you get access to everything for the entire year, right? Uh, your yeah. books are on there. Uh, let's say yep. somebody's, somebody's listening and they just want to read one of your books. Uh, Amazon, would they just type in Nookie? What would they look for? for is What's your author yeah. name? Just They would look for Miss. M-S-N-N, Miss N-N, or Nookie Notes. There's actually two pen names that I've used there. Or they could go to Dating Kinky and just shoot us a note and we can send them, you know, the information, of course. Okay, cool. Very cool. Wow. This is awesome. I love it. I love it. I love it. So let's talk about you said that you are just stepping into the interest of you said cuckolding or was it chastity which one was it It was chastity so so i said chastity is is a later addition to my life so my again my partner's a cuckold yes and um he enjoys chastity play so we don't do one on him oh yeah oh yeah yeah so we don't we don't do we don't do long-term chastity for me for for one thing he's a cyclist so cages and bicycles don't really go together right yeah Um, But I'm also, I'm not a fan of chastity in and of itself. Like I'm into tease and denial. I'm into orgasm control. Uh I like to control his orgasms. So he wears cages when like, I want him to remember that he's owned by me or he wants to remember that he's owned by me. So like when we go to kinky parties, he wears his cage or, um, you know, oftentimes he wears his cage. Like when we went to splash mocha, he wore his cage there. So that's, you know, kind of like when I'm having fun, he wears his cage and that's an extra sort of like oomph. Okay, let's go into the cage for a second. So, and I'm going to tell you guys a funny story. But the cage, when you say he wears his cage, now this is a chastity that goes on him. Um, there's, I've, I know there's different kinds, and tell me if I'm wrong, but they go like around the balls. Can they still pee? Can they still yeah, urinate? Oh, yeah. like, they have to sit oh, down. They have to sit down. Okay, and um, there, I've heard like you know we, there's a key, right? You lock the key, and yeah. they can't take it off. Okay, so we had a uh, gentleman that came to one of my sugar's events. He loaned us the kinky. He loans us these swings. Okay, they're called kinkly rentals. Okay, and he was talking to somebody and saying that he was in a chastity, and I was like, no, you're not. And then you know he showed me, and I was so we have a picture of me like up close and personal, trying to like analyze how this thing works. My face is like. Okay. So the next day, you guys, he calls me or he texts me a thing and he says, um, he says, Hey, did you find a key on the property anywhere? And I go, LOL, funny. Like that's a funny joke. And he goes, no, seriously, it looks like this. And he sent me a picture of like something the size of, you know, a suitcase key. And I'm like, 
really? I'm on a hotel property. Like, what? And he's like, no, I'm dead serious. We've lost the key and I'm still in my chastity. So we don't have the key. And they couldn't get it off. And so I went into the management and I said, do you guys find a key by any chance that looks like this? And they were like, this one? And I was like, you gotta be freaking kidding me. So like- He's very lucky. I know. That's what I was gonna say. Could it? Could it? Could, it, could they have gotten that off another way? They could. I mean, would he have oh, gotten sure, to the hospital? Sure. Okay. I mean, yeah. There's, there's, there's a lot of ways to do it. I mean, none of these are, are, and that's one of the reasons that I personally, I don't focus in on chastity because yes. it's just way too easy to get out of these things. And so for me, it's more about like the mental aspects. He saves his orgasms for me, regardless of whether he's locked up. Okay. So, you know, that's, that's more interesting to me, but the cage, if you think about it like this, have you ever like walked around like one of your, your swingy, sexy parties or whatever, wearing something that somebody else told you to wear? Like maybe it was a collar or maybe it was like a very specific corset or a piece of lingerie that somebody else picked out for you. And then that entire night you were conscious of what you were wearing because somebody else picked it out for you. It's that type of thing. Wearing a cage is a reminder. It's like, it's like, I'm kind of constantly cupping his balls and owning his cock. That's why they like a collar, same thing, right? So, you know, what, exactly. what, I'm, what I'm recently doing is um, when I coach couples in the lifestyle, I've, I'm now making my own custom jewelry and I made a bracelet that's got the swinger symbol on it. And when I go, I give it to them and it's like, when you go into this lifestyle together as a couple and you've got this bracelet on you, it's just a remembering that, you know, whether you're drinking and partying and you might be not making the best decisions and you end up, you know, ultimately realize you guys came in this together. So that's interesting. I like that idea. Okay. All right. Yeah. So. So you control his orgasms. Um, so when you guys are like together, would would you say so you mentioned the splash mocha? So for those of you guys that don't know, and again, I just recently got introduced to them. I was in Miami. I was at the Exotica event. Uh, Cassidy is a big sponsor for my for the uh, event, and Cassidy, um, I'm good friends with them. And Hanky Panky, my club, is on there. And the uh, club relations had said to me, Corlin, you've got to come out to in Miami. There was a hotel doing a splash mocha, and I went, and he wanted me to see what it was all about. Is it mostly um, that it's is it mostly couples where they like to see um, their wives with single, was it only black men? I mean, was that what it was? Is in, it in, in the case of Splash Mocha, it in, is, yes. Yeah, it is. Um, it is black men and then couples of all types, so including single very, women. Well, here's my question. This is interesting. I don't even know the answer to this. I'm just curious. So that would be most, what about if I'm a single black woman and I want to go to that event? Uh, do I have to have a partner? I wonder. No, she can. Okay. Okay. But what if we are a, what if we're a black couple and we want to have a white and I'm, and I'm, and I'm the, I, the male half, I'm, I'm a cuckold and I want to watch my wife with a white man. I'm not going to find him there. Right. Yeah. This would not be the event for that. Well, there are other events that, for that, there, but not right. that one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I can never, you know, my friends laugh at me. I cannot say no to my BBCs. They know this too. I can't, I can't. I have no willpower. <laughs> no willpower. Last we were, we were at Dr. Susie's the other night and there was this guy sitting next to me and you know, and the whole night went by and I was, I was being so good. And at 5am I was like, okay, fine. Yeah. I, I gave in. But I waited, I made it, I made it until 5 a.m. I did, I made it. I was like, no, 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 no. Okay, yes, maybe let's go. Okay, so, um, yes, I can't say no. Okay, so, okay, so let's see. Uh, so we're, when this comes out, this is going to come out May 30th. So we're going to have the links to Daddy Kinky. We're going to have the links to the women in charge. Um, they don't have to attend everything. If they can't make it that weekend, you can buy your tickets ahead of time and then access it online, or you can join for the entire year and then have access to everything, right? right. Uh, hoping in some, hoping in sometime in the future to have in-person ones if they they live in North Carolina. It's the ring. What was it called? Um, Raleigh Ra- Wranglers, Raleigh Wranglers, Raleigh Wrangler. Oh, so close. Okay. And then, um, and then if they want to find you on FetLife, it's uh, Nookie Notes. Mm-hmm. This is pretty good. Huh? I got this down. You're good. You got I like this. It. I like it. Okay. I usually like to end with like, what, is there anything else I've missed before? Is there anything else that you want to share that I'm thinking that we missed? Oh, I know Not one thing you want to one thing was you mentioned to me, there, is there a book club or something like that on Dating Kinky? That's what it was. Remember I said in your day, what's that? Oh, so there, the book club is we have somebody who actually um, takes other people's books like yours and talks to the authors and interviews them. So that's one of the shows that we produced and at that- no cost. 
and replays right. on there. Okay, you guys. Mm-hmm. So I knew, there was, I knew there was something else. I'm like, wait, there's dating, there's the education, there's this, and then there was something else, the book club. Okay. Um, what I normally like to do is I like to end the show with like giving something, you know, giving advice to either I've got someone listening, but this goes a couple ways that you can choose. Okay. It's either someone that's listening and they're going, I really am interested in this. Um, but, but my partner, my wife, my husband, there's no ways in hell. Like, how do I go about talking to them about this? Or I've got somebody listening right now who their daughter is, she, they haven't accepted their daughter, their mother, their sister, their uncle for being in this kinky world. What would you give advice? So one or the other or both? It's a hard one. So um, first I'll, I'll say that I've actually got a book up on Amazon called So What is Kinky Anyway? And it's a really good primer on what is kink and the difference between like kink and abuse and, you know, how to understand and support the people that are kinky in your life. And also for people who are kinky and just kind of trying to figure it out, it has a lot of information about like shame and, you know, how to work through that and you know, great places to get started. Okay. And that's important to know, you guys, there's a difference between abuse and kinky. That's like, that's a key. So tell, what's the name of that book again? I like that. I think that's a great one. It's called read. So What is Kinky Anyway? Okay. Keep going. Yeah. I'm going to write that one down. Um, so that's, that's a great place to start. If you um, are interested in like free educational stuff, um, I would also recommend uh, we have a free podcast at podcast.datingkinky.com. Um, and then, like I said, I have over 1300 writings on uh, my account on FetLife and on our blog. Um, the main thing that I would suggest for anybody coming into kink as a new person is take your time to learn, interact with other kinky people, realizing that they are human just like you. Right. Just because they're on the the other side of a keyboard doesn't mean that, you know, they're a fetish dispenser. So realize, you know, we have our own lives. We have, you know, we're off camping on the weekends. You know, some people have kids. Humans. Humans are really important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because the best way to get good kinky fuckery is to connect with good kinky humans right? Like Hmm. actually make those connections. Um, And there's on our YouTube channel, there's a a couple of things out there, like what to expect from a munch or a slosh, get out there, go to munches and sloshes. It's just kinky people meeting in vanilla situations. What is that called? A munch or a slosh? A munch is, is a kinky meeting in a vanilla restaurant and a slosh is a kinky meeting at a vanilla bar. Um, oh, and there are a bunch of groups call themselves slosh. Oh, let's see. I'm learning from you. Okay. There are a bunch of these all across the country. I've yes. got a video up on like what to expect when you go to one. Um, I've also got a video on what to put in your first message when you're approaching, you know, that kinky boopsie online that you're attracted to how to send a good first message that is both interesting and engaging and also n- not offensive Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, th- that's a, that's a wow. really important of information. I love this. This is good. This is good because yeah. I always tell people, you know, just because you're, you're interested in swinging. Okay. For example, same thing. Um, maybe you don't know what your interest is. Maybe you don't know if you're, a, if you want to try hot wifing or cuckolding, or you just want to be a voyeur in exhibition. You don't know. And until you try, you don't know what you like. And I think it's the exact, it's the exact same with yours, you know, with, uh, mm-hmm. with the kink world, you might Very much. think. Yeah, you might think that you're going to be into this and then you do it and you're like, whoa, don't like it. Or it didn't work out so great. Let me try it again a different way or whatever. So this is a great way to <laughs> or start. Or with a different partner. Yeah. I mean, we talk about, I talk about my, my, my comparison always, I say, is a threesome. Okay. Most yeah. of the time, there's a couple in the lifestyle they're looking for that single woman, the unicorn, the illicit one, she can't find her, you know, and then they have that threesome and then the guy goes, fuck, this was awful. Like I had to take care of two of them, you know, that didn't work or whatever, you know, isn't it true? Yeah. You know? I've had a lot of guys that go, that wasn't as great as I was hoping it would be, you know, especially if the woman's not bisexual, because now she, they all want attention on them and the women don't want to touch each other, you know? So you don't know till you try and you've got a lot of different like places that they can go to, to look right. Yep. So, 
Yay. Okay. Well, I'm excited for the Women in Charge event and I'm excited to see what we can, you know, continue to put together. I appreciate you guys having me on your um, page. And uh, so you guys, again, let's just go through it one more time. It's Nookie Notes on FetLife. It's datingkinky.com. And then the 10th through the 12th is the uh, Women in Charge. The tickets can be bought through the link below. I've got my ticket. I'll put that up there as well. And if you can't attend, you can still catch it online later if you buy a ticket or if you pay the $74 for the entire year or just $9.99 a month also gives you access, right? Oh, the month's month do they um 30 day notice to, to like uh, cancel their membership if they wanted to no nah, they can cancel it anytime yeah we don't really give a shit we just want more kinky people in the world <laughs> we, we want right? more kinky people and we're providing amazing content so there's there's no reason somebody oh. wouldn't keep it's beyond it's beyond what you're doing is amazing i love it i'm so glad that i found you guys oh before we say goodbye how did ryan get involved sorry ryan we now we're talking about you how do you get involved <laughs> So Ryan, um, Ryan and I met, I was in New Jersey teaching at the Oil and Spiegel Society's weekend, which is always over the 4th of July. They're the oldest BDSM education um, organization in the U.S., possibly the world. And um, so I was out there and I was meeting with a a mutual friend of ours, Michael from the Keys and Anklets podcast. And Michael was setting up, uh, we were doing an interview kind of like this um, on Discord where people could join us and ask us both questions that yeah, evening. That later on when we hang up. Yeah, this. and Ryan was going to be, you know, sort of like the Discord host to make sure that like everybody got in smoothly and could ask the questions. And so we chatted over the phone and Ryan reached out afterwards and said, hey, you know, is there anything I can do to become more involved? And I gave him a couple of small things and he did those and he asked for more. And eventually he just grew to become my producer. Got it. And he's located in a different state, but um, you guys, right? So yeah, so he's awesome. So Ryan's who I met, and that's kind of how we all got kind of connected. So really it's you and Ryan running. Is it really just you and Ryan running this entire website and everything? It was well, it's it's Ryan and I, and then we have my assistant Celine, and then Bettina, who's also an assistant, and then we have Cyril, who is our in-house developer, and then we have um a freelance uh mobile development team. So okay, I was gonna say this is a lot to do on your own. Okay, so you've got help. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Ryan's good. He's good. He returns messages. In fact, he wrote me yesterday and said, you know, how do you want this video sent to you? And then I was driving, but I was voice messaging. And he says, well, I got to get on. I got to get in good with the Miss Hanky Panky in case I'm in San Diego. So I'm invited to an event or something. And I said, your mama talked to you. (laughs) He's a doll. Nookie, it's absolutely a pleasure having you on the show. I've not had really, I've had, you know, um, like girls that do webcamming and they more focus on the sissies and stuff like that. Um, I haven't had somebody with your level of education and intelligence and wow, you are a powerful mind-blowing woman. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. I love it. <laughs> Thank you so Thank much you. for taking the time. It was absolutely a pleasure. And you guys, thanks for listening. And if anybody has any questions or anything, you know how to reach both of us. Don't ask me the femdom questions. I'm not trained enough yet, but I will be. And to next time, remember what I tell you guys. Be true to yourself. Live your life for you. You only got one life to live. Live it for you. And thank you for listening to the Hanky Panky Podcast. I am your hostess, Coraline Joel. Thanks for listening to the Hanky Panky Podcast with your host, Coraline Jewell. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. Be sure to check out our archive section on our website for previous podcasts. Check us out on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter at Hanky Panky Podcast. Join us next time for another edition of the Hanky Panky Podcast. And remember, always be true to yourself. <laughs>